Hello, welcome to Now Tell Us. This is a place where we have guests come and tell us stories. They come and inspire us. They come, they come and educate us. And always we are having great guests with us. Today, we have a special guest who is telling us to live without habits. I, I don't know what's in that. I have not had before someone tell me to drop my habits. <laughs> so it's something that we are going to learn together. Anyway, uh, before we proceed, let me remind you that if you want to see this episode in the future, if you want to see our past episodes, and if you want to see future episodes, go to nowtellers.com. You get to see them or listen to them on your favorite podcast platforms. That's iTunes, Audible, Google Podcasts, Spotify, name them. You get all our episodes there. And so at this point, I'm going to go and meet our guest today. So let's go together and meet our guest. Here we go. Tricia, hi, how are you? <laughs> hello, hello, I am well. Thank you so much. How are you? I'm well too. Welcome to Now Tell Us. It's such a pleasure to have you here. Thank you. It is a pleasure to be here. Beautiful. Now, can we know who is Tricia? Who is Tricia? Oh, wow, that's a big question. Where, you know, if I think about it, you know, I've been a lot of different versions of me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you know, it, there's over 50, 50 years of versions um, to date myself. Uh, but, you know, I, I am, you know, I'm a wife. I'm a mother. I'm a grandmother. I am, you know, a, a caring, giving friend. Um, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a master life interventionist. And, mm -hmm. and so you know, people kind of go, hmm, right? I, <laughs> I've been gifted with the ability to have a, a beautiful insight um, or in, intuition when it comes to where people could benefit from an insightful transformation. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it was something that I didn't see in myself until, you know, I became, well, until, until much later in life. <laughs> um, and, and it, it wasn't until I allowed myself to truly see me, um, to truly allow myself to, to be, you know, the genuine, authentic, organic being that I was made to be. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and it's just so, I'm just so thankful and so blessed and so just intrigued every day walking this journey um, that I've been on for about 10 years now. And it's just, it's every day is, is just a new, a new realization, a new um, journey, 
a new adventure. Okay. And where are you based right now? Um, home base is on the central coast of California. Beautiful. Now, yeah. I know that you are a recovery lifestyle enthusiast and you are a speaker, you are a writer, and uh, you are a nationally certified life coach and an international master addictions specialist. Now, mm. and I see in those aspects, I see addictions, addictions. Any personal experience with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. I have a life, lifelong story with um, addictions, whether they be processed, behavioral, or chemical in nature. Um, and, and it, you know, really dates all the way. I, I think I was born that way. Mm -hmm. um, always with that need for control and perfectionism and, and this like internal pressure to perform, um, people pleasing codependency, uh, food addictions, uh, eating disorders, disordered eating. Um, wow. Uh, you know, I had a, a, a very long attachment to a relationship with alcohol. Um, and you know, uh, and, and ultimately, at you know, one point, you know, I had um, some pharmaceuticals on board, right? Like it was just the habitual way that I did everything, right? Like even with Motrin, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? Like even with Motrin, it would be like wake up and like take it prophylactically to make sure like I just in case I might feel a little pain today. Like I'm just going to go ahead and take 800 milligrams of Motrin to make sure I have 12 hours where I, I don't have to worry about maybe feeling pain. And I, you know, anyway, so... Uh, yes, I have. I could talk for hours about all of the the um, addictive ways that I functioned until I realized, you know, that that's what I was doing. Mm -hmm. um, and sure, there were some that were seated in traumas and coping, um, some that were emotional releases, some that were, um, you know, more mental health related. Um, mm -hmm. You know, eating disorders and disordered eating um, and food addiction, you know, like they're, they're a whole different thing, right? Like we're talking about a, a big relationship. It's not something that we can just put down. We can't just say like, I'm going to not eat. Although I gave that a try um, mm -hmm. and, and that didn't serve me well either. Um, so, you know, the, our relationship with food and our physical body and what the image that we see in the mirror and the, the language that we use when we speak to ourselves about ourselves you know, it's, it's, it's huge. It's huge. So it's, you know, it's a longer journey. And that's probably my longest recovery journey that I've been on. Um, in mm -hmm. fact, it's been 25, 26 years now. Okay. And when you are going through those uh, addictions and uh, those disorders, eating disorders, what effect had it on you and your way of living and your career and your relationships? What effect? Well, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to say like I did all right, right? Like my husband and I, you know, since I met my husband, uh, you know, uh, 20, almost 26 years ago, 25, 26 years ago, um, you know, it, it actually looked a whole lot different than it did before that. Mm -hmm. And, and, and so, you know, it really, I mean, it, sure it had an impact, but not so much. It was more of a personal impact. Right. Like, you know, being being a, a parent with with somebody and, and, and allowing 
allowing unconditional positive regard in my life really was like a huge life change for me. That's why I say, you know, like 25 years ago, 26 years ago, like everything like really turned around for me, although mm -hmm. there were still habits that were holding me hostage. Um, mm -hmm. So no, I've had it, you know, the last 25 years have been beautiful. We've had to face a lot of things, the internal turmoil, right? Cause not everything's ready to heal at the same time. So mm -hmm. whereas, you know, so recovery journey or, you know, letting go of addictions and habits and things, you know, they have their own way of, of being ready. And, mm -hmm. and so, you know, I was always, you know, I was always able to put my family in first position and, and show up. Now I know not everybody can do that. Um, mm -hmm. you know, but you know, we have five amazing thriving adult children. Uh, and, and so there isn't, you know, I don't have like one of those ugly stories that most people associate with it. Well, yeah, so, um, I'm fortunate. Story. I'm mm -hmm. fortunate, you mm -hmm. know? Um, but, but it was still there nonetheless, which I think is so important to normalize mm -hmm. because I, you know, most of the people that come to, to see me are like, you know, I don't, I don't want to go to, to treatment. Right. And I'm like, well, what, what makes you think you have to, right. So there's, you know, there's, there's a space for, um, the different levels of treatment that we have. And I've mm -hmm. worked in every single one of them. Um, and I, and I feel blessed to have spent time in each level of mental health and addiction recovery so that I really have that heightened awareness of who belongs where, when, <laughs> right. But so, you know, there are high functioning, high profile business people that are functioning inside of their lives yet still are being held hostage by, by these habits and, and addictions and negative attachments that that are really just crumbling your lives and what we don't realize and to to further go back to your question to maybe answer it a little bit better it was an it was an internal you know bondage if you will right mm -hmm. like i had to have things a certain way things had to happen at a certain time or you know think you know everything had to be you know just so i became uncomfortable inside of my own skin mm -hmm. i became emotionally um, uncomfortable. I became unstable and rocky. Um, so, you know, um, that rigidity is, is, you know, of that, you know, got to have it's five o'clock somewhere. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's good and well put. Now, how was your journey on, I mean, on recovery? How did you recover from those addictions? Those, yeah. Well, you know, again, like I mentioned, you know, there's the different levels of mm -hmm. standardized treatment for everybody. I, you know, I did visit that. I needed, you know, wanted to do things safe and smart and, um, and, and alcohol and benzodiazepines, which most people to give some, everybody something, you know, like Xanax, um, you know, removing those things from your body, from your system, when you've had them on board for a long time is extremely dangerous. So, you know, I educated myself to that. I, I, you know, went to a medical detox where I could be monitored. You know, my blood pressure was high. My, you know, liver functions were, you know, acting up and, you know, so I, I went and I, I did that. And I, I, I actually went to, I picked out 
um, a 30-day treatment program where I you know, just went, reset, and that was wonderful and it was beautiful. Um, and, and I felt stabilized, but it was when I came home that, you know, I was like, okay, so they, you know, the now what, what's next, right? Like I have, I had, I had like 30, 40 years of conditioned way of doing things, right? Like, mm -hmm. oh, end of the day, reach for a beer or, you know, just even, you know, again, those attitudes and behaviors and, and just the processes, um, mm -hmm. the, the process addiction of everything having to be just so, um, you know, like, anyway, there just wasn't really anything offered to somebody like me who, who just wanted to learn how to experience their environment and living differently. There was nothing wrong with my environment. I just wanted, to, I just wanted to experience it differently. So I went to school, mm. right? Like, so for me, I went to school, I dove in and I studied and learned everything for five and a half years, what, you know, about process behavioral and chemical addictions. And what I uncovered was truly you know, transformative because I learned, I taught myself the practical application of those psychological skill sets and tactics. Um, and, and, and I, I incorporated them in my life and I learned how to use them in all different kinds of categories. And it just, it really, it changed the lens in which I saw the world. It, mm. it, it, it altered the filters of how, you know, I uh, heard and, you know, and experienced things. Mm -hmm. And, was so transformative that that's when I really feel like that that insight, that instinct, that intuition was really unlocked and unleashed, and mm -hmm. and it's really where you know um, all of my my passion work, all of the you know the healing and transformation that I that I do with other folks was really born. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's also where I I learned that you know society lives in a very rigid in a very rigid way mm -hmm. and and that all of our habits that we have good bad or indifferent are really just a um, seated in a pressure to perform and and they don't allow for much flexibility they actually promote a lot of disappointment um and and um negative negative um thoughts feelings and, mm -hmm. and beliefs about ourselves um and I mean, think about it. If you can't make the 6 a.m. spin class and your whole day falls apart and now you're in a bad mood and it attaches to everything else and you're just eh, right. All because, you know, one of your kids had got sick and had to stay home. So you couldn't go to that 6 a.m. class. Like there's something wrong with that. Mm -hmm. That is no way to function. Like we need to create lifestyles that serve us, that allow us to to flourish but also be bendable, flexible, pliable to, to allow for this spaciousness, this openness for, you know, new things to emerge and evolve. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's good. And as you remember, when we are starting, I said something that maybe many of our listeners and our viewers may not have an experience in dropping all our habits, the good ones, I mean, the bad ones, because that's what we are used to, dropping our, my bad habits and also my good habits. And this is what you're talking about, being constrained by the habits that we uh, take. Maybe you can drive us towards understanding uh, <laughs> more deeper, because you have um, you, you have gone to school and got a degree, and uh, through your research, through your experiments, your personal experiences, you can 
enlighten some of our listeners and our viewers. Now, sure. Tamara. I mean, I, this, I mean, this could, you know, I don't know, this could open up a whole, whole ton of conversations, right? Like on all the different things. But if you just even think about how frequently or often you feel overwhelmed, how, how, you know, frequently or, or often, you know, you feel, you know, this, this struggle, right? Like I'm juggling and I'm multitasking and I'm just all over the place, right? Like, oh, or or even that that need to be everything to everybody, right? That mm -hmm. people pleasing, right? And 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 just having all of those those control needs, like in, in that internal dialogue, those spirals, those are habits, right? Mm -hmm. Like that overwhelm, it's a habitual way of 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 judging ourselves, of, of, you know, putting pressure on ourselves and, and not having that ability to say, you know what, I want to be everything to everybody, but it's, it's always at my detriment, right? Like, mm -hmm. so that's a habit that people have that is very prevalent. The, mm -hmm. the inability to allow our phones to sit for two hours without touching them and responding to right and and generally you know like we're we're more reactive in nature yeah. right so you know it's like hey could you do this for me yes well you did, you did not at once there was not even one pause of a second to think of how it might impact you or do you even want to or do you have space to right like if it's noon your day should already be set up right like mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so there's there's all kinds of things so you know people will say oh you know I'm, I'm going to, you know, end this habit and I'm going to use something a little bit easier for people to understand because mm -hmm. those, those process and behavioral addictions can kind of be a little, you know, tricky to navigate through. And it's usually something I uncover when we talk about something like more like this, right? Mm -hmm. my, my relationship with alcohol since the pandemic began has gotten a little bit out of control, right? Like I've mm -hmm. noticed instead of drinking on you know, Fridays and Saturday evenings that I'm, you know, having a bottle of wine every night mm. and it's gotten a little out of control. So I'm going to, you know, set a new year's resolution, which I think is crazy. Um, but that's a whole different topic, right? So I'm going to set a new year's resolution and I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to not drink at all for January and I'm going to dive into an exercise and fitness, you know, routine. And that's what I'm going to do. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now we're, we're changing one habit for another habit. Yeah. And now we're going to dive into that. We're going to achieve at the end of the month. And now we're going to reward ourselves with what? Having a glass of wine or whatever, eating whatever we want. And, and then it's either going to, you know, put bad thoughts in our head or we're going to feel icky or, you know, I don't know, right? Like what I see with that all in, all out, especially of the diet culture um, or the dry Januaries. And I'm not, I'm not saying don't do a dry January by any means, but like while you're doing it, let's be productive and proactive about it and, and look at your relationship with alcohol and why you need to go dry to begin with. Mm -hmm. uh, and because I, I guarantee you, if you're saying, oh, it's just for the sugar or, you know, whatever, um, you're, you're, you're surfacing it and you're, you're cutting yourself short on, on looking at the real, 
the real issue. Um, but you know, so we change one habit for the next. So mm -hmm. now we have to, you know, in this hard, rigid, disciplined way, like we have to exercise every day. Yeah. Nothing about any of these things, these habits are lifelong, manageable and maintainable. Mm -hmm. So if you want to get healthier, you want to get more fit. If you want to eat better, you want to sleep better. You want to have more mental clarity. You want, you want to have less overwhelm and you want to have, you know, more playtime. You want to have a better life balance. And let me tell you, life balance consists of 14 different categories. Anything less than that, you're not really doing the deal. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, if we want all of those things, we have to create a lifestyle, not a bandaid, not a fix, not a all in, all out, not a, you know, habitual rigid way of doing it that, that won't bend or flex because guess what? Life's going to throw a wrench at you one day mm -hmm. or you're going to take a vacation or whatever. Um, and, and, you know, so there's, you know, a lot of cyclical reasons why people, you know, do the quarterly diet or they have to, you know, cleanse every quarter or they have to, you know, do whatever. Right. Um, yeah. Or, oh, I do really well disciplining myself for a while and then it creeps back in. It's because you don't understand the nature of addiction and how it how it works. And, and this doesn't have to be alcohol. This could be food. This could be shopping. This could be your calendar. Right. Like, oh, you know, I fixed my calendar. I made all of these like rules and things in it. And all of a sudden, you know, a month later, you realize it's gotten out of control again. Mm -hmm. Right. Because we're we don't have a lifestyle. We don't have a way that we prefer to show up for ourselves. In fact, most of us don't live for ourselves first, because when mm -hmm. we do we feel guilty, selfish, punished, restricted, whatever. And, and we need to not do that. Mm -hmm. So when we make a lifestyle, it's not habitual. It's I prefer, right, to, to be healthier. Well, lifelong, mm -hmm. manageable, maintainable, everybody can get physical activity three days a week, right? Oh, mm -hmm. I need more than that. Okay, great. But if you set yourself up to expect three days and, and you get more, then that's a bonus. That's a reward. But if you set yourself up to need to, you know, be physically active six days a week and you fall short, now you're falling short. Now you're like, uh, I didn't make my, you know, I didn't hit my goal and, 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 you know, goals are rigid and they're a pressure to perform in and of itself. Like stop setting goals, have aspirations, know what mm -hmm. objectives are going to get you there and, and, you know, learn along the way, you know, allow yourself to venture off the path a little bit, smell some roses. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Right. Like everything in life doesn't have to be just so. Uh, Thank you. So we need a little bit of flexibility, bendability, pliability, less pressure. If it takes you a year to lose the 30 pounds and you do it healthy and you keep it off and it doesn't ever come back, like, isn't that better than like losing the 30 pounds for a couple of months and then having it creep back in over a couple of months and then needing to do it again? Definition mm -hmm. of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Mm. Okay, we get that. <laughs> <laughs> now i know that you've been working with people and um helping them on their journey from recovery how how do you go about that wow several ways um there are several ways because everybody is a unique being right so mm -hmm. everybody has their own story their own journey their own needs and and so you know it's very important that you know, I meet each person where they are, but to give you, right. So we have 
Learn to live free is the foundational core work of developing the emotional intelligence you didn't know you didn't have, but need to, to experience living different. It's mm -hmm. proven time after time after time, 10 years straight, gets well over 95% sat life satisfaction um, in the people that have come to do this work with me. Mm -hmm. Evolve is is a little bit longer a little bit larger of a of, of a journey but it's for those people who are really serious that really want to one get all of that emotional intelligence but also believe in the true um value of conditioning it as a new way of being but also inviting all of that personal esteem that is missing from our lives mm -hmm. removing comparison removing trying to live up to some ideal um that's, you know, a societal, you know, image of, of what things are to be like. So it's, you know, all of that plus learning how to make it lifelong manageable and maintainable. And then there's loving your physical body. Um, and this is where we really dive in and we get into your true and deep. And it's a very personal journey. And it's not one that um, until this year was um, done any other way, but by invitation, um, it's, it's now there, um, for people to, to walk with me. Um, but mm -hmm. it's, it, it's definitely, it starts from, you know, just that first look in the mirror and, and we, you know, we go through every piece of how we experience ourselves, mind, body, spirit, and physical body. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, if people want to connect with you, how can they reach you? Super easy, turningleafsrecovery.com. There's all kinds of easy ways to just set up a conversation with me. Um, I love to chat. Um, it's it's always an, an exploration. Again, it's more of that intuitive, you know, space of, of you know, do we have, you know, a matching journey that we want to take together um, so that we can create that insightful transformation. So that's probably the best way to find me. Hmm. So once again, that's www.turningleavesrecovery.com and you get mm -hmm. to connect uh, with Tricia and uh, work your way out of recovery if you're in such a situation as Tricia described. And there's much more that you can share with Tricia once you connect with her. And I know you're going to have a great time being connected with Tricia or even just have a friend who is as good yeah. as true here. <laughs> yeah. So it's been wonderful having you on our show. And uh, we are almost through this show. But before we go, we'll ask you to tell us a few words that we should always remember. Which are they, Alicia? This is your life too. It gets to look, feel, be however you want it to. You get to choose. That is my life motto, and I give that to everybody. You get to choose overwhelm, stress, anxiety, or you can choose peace, comfort, joy, relief, love. <laughs> it's just a choice you make. And this is coming from Tricia. Take it, use it, and also spread it to other people. Yeah. Let them know that this life that they have, they can live uh, positively by the choices that they make. It is only what is going to take you to where you want to be from where you are. 
the choices you make and the actions you take. Tricia tells us, drop your habits, be a free person, because this is a free life. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, so once again, we really appreciate you coming to our show. And we also appreciate every other person who's been here watching us. And uh, yeah, thank you very much, Tricia. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Yes. So you've been listening or watching Now Tell Us, and I've been your host, Anthony Morore, together with uh, Tricia Parido, we are saying bye for now. <laughs>